Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Spray On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Dirt and Sprague on Football Friday on 1080 The Fan. The autumn wind is a pirate. Blustering in from sea with a rollicking song he sweeps along. Swaggering boisterously. This is a Football Friday edition of Dirt and Sprague. Brought to you by the Odyssey app. Download the Odyssey app, follow 1080 The Fan, and enable push notifications to get the latest on the Ducks, Beavers, Blazers, and more. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two. Dirt and Sprague here. Dirt is still here. Swag did not destroy him completely with that shot. I like how I'm the one that gets the shot when he makes all the age jokes. Why am I getting the why am I getting the ammunition? He's the one you should be taking shots at over here. He's calling you an old man left and right. Go Beavs, right, Swag? <laughs> Go Beavs. <laughs> Oregon State. Oregon State. Got a big one this weekend. I'm also wearing Swag's dog on my shirt right now. Yeah, yeah, you're wearing a dog on your shirt. Yeah, yeah I get it. <clears throat> Oh, there's the black and tan. Yeah, nice. yeah. I got all the Shibas nice. on this, man. Come on. Come on. Uh, Shiba Inu, man. That's my boy. <laughs> That's a good-looking shirt. I, you know, can I side tangent from sports? We'll dive into the college football dealings. Sure. I uh, We were forced to kind of adopt the dog we have right now, and I, I care about the dog. I walk the dog. You know, he's very loved and taken care of. He's kind of spoiled. I still haven't emotionally gotten past the fact that my other dog died, and that was two years. I didn't think I would still be here two years later. Yeah. And so, like, there's already kind of a point where I'm cut off emotionally in some ways. And also, I love Shiba Inus as a breed. My last one was a mix, and so she had some of the annoying qualities of the other dog. Mm. Shiba Inus are actually great dogs. They're so cool. And when I lose my current dog, I've already made the prom. I'm getting a Shiba Inu. And I feel a little guilty here because I'm still sitting in the memory of my old dog. I have a dog, but I'm already thinking about the next dog sometimes. So it's like I'm in kind of a loveless marriage <laughs> and I'm cheating on my dog emotionally. <laughs> Does that make any sense? That makes oh, a, just way a, more yeah, sense than the rebound. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the rebound. Yeah. I wouldn't say you're in a loveless marriage. You just know the relationships just. Yeah. How uh, how long have you had the new dog now? Uh, just a little over a year. It was a, a forced marriage, is what it was. It was. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. just like you, old school you, prince you and princess. You got set thing. up, and so yeah, you have fun hanging out, but yeah. <laughs> 
I'd say give it. I, I think you'll get there with this dog. Oh, I, I know I'll get there. Yeah, I've thought about like because he's cat not that died. old, right? Isn't he no, pretty young? He's like three or four. Yeah. So you got you got a ways to go here. I thought about that when my cat died. I looked at him like, how am I gonna? And I'm like, I'm gonna be a wreck when he has, you know, when when that time comes. Yeah, yeah. But I kind of feel a little guilty about these feelings. It takes you a long time to move on from something <laughs> like that. You know, you think therapy is just talking about the issues you've had with your mother. <laughs> Or your dad or something. You know, I've actually had therapy sessions where I've just gone off about my dog being dead. I mean, if I ever needed therapy, that would be the reason I needed therapy. Yeah. Like, if I ever needed to talk to somebody, it would probably be because my dog died. <laughs> Making my therapist almost cry talking about my animal dying and how she hasn't thought about her how her animal's going to die. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Yeah. I became the therapist for like two minutes. <laughs> it's not easy. Let's flip. Why don't you put your feet up, honey? Huh? Come on. Let's talk about this. What are you going through right now? Uh, we have a lot to get to in the second hour, Dirt, once we get past the uh, the jokes and the emotionally cheating we're, we're all experiencing in our lives. <laughs> we'll move on from basketball because I can tell that clearly that is a hot button issue. I've wrote yep. that on my show sheet. Hot button issue, NBA basketball with Dirt. Yeah, speaking of needing a therapy session. <laughs> I mean, I do. This is why I'm taking a pause in my fandom. I told you. I've I have vocalized that, that I'm emotionally separated for the time being from this organization. Well, your team's going to Utah this weekend. That they are. And I'm excited about this. I'm bummed it's not a 5 or 6 o'clock kick. I am not at all. I know. <laughs> I know. You know why? Dalton Kincaid, former Utah Ute tight end. First touchdown last night in the NFL. Yeah, good little prop bet. He plays for the Buffalo Bills now and went to Utah. He talked with SVP on SportsCenter, and we mentioned this earlier this week, but I, I just want to play it because it's an actual Utah Ute telling you this. This is Dalton Kincaid in the postgame. Yeah, I wish I wish it was a night game. Uh, Rice Eccles is different at night, but, you know, my Utes are coming off a, a big win. Uh, I think that's that's four in a row. Yes, it that, is. That school in California that, you know, <laughs> that we've we've met a lot. Um <laughs> So I, I was I was stoked watching that one. That was awesome. Uh, so definitely shout out to my Utes, but uh, they do have a big one this weekend. Uh, so I, I haven't made the decision yet if I'm going or not. Uh, Make not the sure move, kid. To, get on a I plane. Get on the plane. Come on, you're a pro now. You can get a ticket. Come on, make the move, man. Dude, I don't know what he makes this year, but if I'm making that money and I'm Dalton Kincaid, I'm not even thinking about. I'm jumping on a plane anytime I want. Yeah. Run the credit card, Bob. I'll pay it off tomorrow. <laughs> what does what, that cost him? What uh, What round was he drafted in? Uh, second, right? Second or third? He was a pretty high draft pick. Maybe first. I think, well, actually, he might have been the first. Uh, he a first round pick? Yeah, he, he was a high-end pick. All right, let's see. Dal Dalton Kincaid contract. Here we go. Uh, if he's a first round draft pick, there's no reason not to be flying from Buffalo to Utah. He signed a four-year deal mm -hmm. worth $13 million. Come on. Like, what's a, what's a ticket from... So, annual salary about $3.3 million. After taxes, because he lives in the state of New York. Yeah, he's probably so, making 1.8. Yeah, and you, he got a $6.7 million signing bonus. So he got 6.7 off the bat in the bank account. Like, Yeah, you're going to that. Game. Come on. You're just jump on a bird, man. <laughs> what are we doing here? I, I share his sentiments, and I disagree. I am very glad that this is not a night game, because night games in Salt Lake City terrify me. Night games in general terrify yeah, me. Yeah, for sure. Weird things happen. I don't care where you're playing. And any game that Oregon plays the rest of the year that's not a night game, I'm going to be incredibly happy about that, because I want nothing to do with night night games i think another aspect of this though and he kind of highlighted it there i remember bringing this up at the start of the year there is an aspect of the way the schedule shakes out 
where Oregon catches a little bit of a break in terms of who they're playing and who their opponent played the week before. Like, Oregon's coming off a win at home against Washington State that was a little tight in the first half. You pull away, but not a huge, not a, not a very stressful afternoon, if you will, right? Utah's coming off a road game against USC. That, that, was, that was a massive game for them. Like, beating USC is still a big deal, and they have now won, what, three or four in a row, went on the road. Like, you heard him talking. They're still talking about that win last week where – you know, I think there's that tough aspect of getting up again the very next week. And when you fast forward on the schedule, they get USC in a couple of weeks. USC the week before plays who? Washington. Washington at home. When they play Oregon State at the end of the season, who does Oregon State play the week before? Washington. And there's and Oregon plays Arizona State that week. And the week before they play USC, they play Cal. So there's just an aspect of teams are going to be coming off of either emotional losses or emotional wins going into that game. And I'm not saying it's a good or bad thing necessarily, but it, it does add a little bit to that story. I put a poll question up. Is the Utah game the toughest test remaining for the Oregon Ducks? Yes or no at Dirt and Sprague and at 1080 the fan? Because Dirt says yes. And I I, I obviously think Beaver fans get to hear that and go, oh, really? And I get it. You, you know what? You kind of have a right to because Oregon State's a good football team. But I actually get what you mean. Well, you also beat Utah, too. Well, that's well, yeah. I, yeah, not one plus one doesn't always go to. But sure. your point is, Oregon State hasn't won in Eugene in a very long time. Yeah, if that game was in Corvallis. I would not be making this argument. It'd be, yeah, it'd be a question mark. It'd be yep. a toss up at that point. And Arizona State and was Cal, it? Cal, and I USC mean, at home. Y- yeah, USC is different, but like Cal, Arizona State are two teams you guys should handle no problem. College football is weird. You never know, but yes, low scoring game to you. Definitely early. I could see this one being like a like a feel out of heavyweight fighters of like just kind of jabbing early on, not a lot of big shots, and then eventually haymakers start flying a little bit in the second half. I wouldn't be shocked if you saw a game that's, you know, both teams sub thirty five. Really? I mean, last year this is again the tough part because teams are totally different than they were last year. Oregon last year played Utah the week after they played Washington. The Washington game, I want to say, was 37-34 final. And I think the next week they played Utah was 20-17. to Night was, game, man. It was freezing. Night game, freezing. Yeah. Bo was on one leg. They ended up winning. But it was kind of a defensive slugfest. And so if you tell me that's the same this year, I wouldn't be surprised. And I think if you're Utah, your game plan to winning this game is running the football, controlling the clock, and keeping Oregon off the field. Like that's you're going to try and probably go the old school Stanford route of just body blow, body blow, body body blow. Uh, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and let's you know have one of those drives that uses up seventy five percent of a quarter. And next thing you know, you look up and you're like, hey, it's almost halftime. What the hell happened here? Why is it only ten to three? Mm-hmm. And the game gets over very quickly. I'm doing something for the open potentially for Monday if something does happen. Uh, Dirt, what is your confidence? <laughs> meter at between one and ten that Oregon wins this game. Zero. They're gonna lose. I'm not letting you take my audio for an open on Monday. I'm not giving you the evidence you need. <laughs> I was really hoping you go nine, nine and a half. No, I'd say zero out of ten, I'd probably go gotta be a seven, doesn't I it? I think I'd go seven, seven and a half. It's a third string quarterback. Yeah. A safety as a running back. I mean, like Utah's a really good team. I don't want it to sound like they can't win this game at all, or I don't think that they're gonna have a great year, but the circumstances they've been dealt this season, and you mentioned it earlier, Oregon stayed really healthy. Their offensive line's good. Mm-hmm. Bo's fine. The running back, yeah, they lost Whittington, but I... James is having a... You can maybe make really an argument strong. Jordan James getting more touches was a good thing for Oregon. You don't want it to come at the uh, the injury of a Noah Whittington by any stretch, but having a Bucky with a Jordan James... yeah. Bucky's awesome. Sometimes I watch James run, and I'm like, uh, I don't know if he's better or not. But, you know, he's he's a big, bruising back who can move around a little bit. 
I don't know. I if I was to answer that question, I'd say about a seven. Yeah, the the thing that I have my eye on most in this game is Oregon cleaning up the problem of not finishing drives. It is it has really bit them the last two weeks. I know they won last week. But that game was a little uncomfortable at times in the first half, and the primary reason was they didn't finish drives. They moved it down into Washington State territory on the opener, missed a field goal. M- moved it down into Washington State territory, had to kick a field goal. And the next thing you know, it's like 10-3, to 3, and it's like, what's going on here? You're, you're outgaining them. You're moving the ball. You held them to a three and out on the opening possession. Why is this? Why? But they just couldn't. It was play calling. They got a little cute, called a trick play. You go to the Washington game. You had two trips inside the 10-yard line. that You came away with zero points, and you lost the game by three. You score a touchdown on one of those drives, you win. You have to finish drives in this game. The other thing that I will keep an eye on as well, now back-to-back weeks, Dan Lanning last year prided himself on the middle eight. He was great at the end of the first half and the start of the second half. Again, you go back to the Washington game, no touchdown at the end of the first half. Oregon got the ball to start the second half. Do we remember what happened? They punted immediately. I think they went three and out. Last week, you're up 17-13. You're like, all right, a little uncomfortable, but Oregon gets the ball to start the second half. They'll be okay. Didn't score a touchdown on the opening drive of the third quarter. It came out a little clunky. You got to punt the ball back and get a stop. That middle eight aspect, I think, is going to be big in some of these tighter games. In Oregon, something they hung their hat on last year was that, and they have not been, at least in the last couple of weeks, very good at it. Well, let's go to the desert and talk Oregon State, Arizona. We'll get to the other college football dealings within the conference as well. Are we eyeing Michael Penix this weekend? We got some NFL to discuss, and we got a Sprague line at 830. Let's get it going. Dirt and Sprague back with Oregon State, Arizona talk next on The Fan. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Are you doing all right? I'm doing great, man. Are you doing okay? <laughs> I, You know, I'm all right. I, I'm probably going to get lectured uh, after the show today for things I did yesterday on social media. <laughs> well, I got to go start shopping for cars today, so that's going to be fun. <laughs> Who's in more trouble? <laughs> 
Me or Dirt? <laughs> dirt having to pay a lot of money and me being told, like, stop being an idiot on Twitter. What about the leather seats? We don't need leather seats. Can I? Okay. I hate breaking into Get segments. The, are we going minivan shopping? What are we oh, doing? Hey, dude. Swigard? Swigard? <laughs> the minivans are nice. They're nice. The doors do open on their own. That no, is kind of cool. The, dude, the pilot seats, yeah. TVs, like captain they're chairs. Nice. You don't do minivan with one kid. You can't. That's too. You're not having just one kid. Well, we know you're having another. You're within having the two first years. kid. The first we know what kid. your plan is, not dude. One kid. I had one kid. You're having the first kid. Yeah, you're in your mid thirties. <laughs> we know what this is. It's the pump and dump. It's. <laughs> pump the kid in. Dump the one out. Pump another in. Dump it out vasectomy. That's what's happening in the Johnson Hole. We know what this is. Independent dirt slowly dying. Oh, he is dead. He's buried. He's not dead yet, All right. I still get to watch my football on the weekends. The minivan, you can carry the pack and play, the stroller, and the golf clubs all together. Yes, you can. Then you can rent the van out to me. So when you go back to Sun River, (laughs) you know, when you go back to Sun River... There's room for everything. Yeah, so here's the thing. I, 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 I What did you do? Because I'm not on social media, and you know this. I can't actually say it over the air. It, like, literally, I have a meeting with our boss after the show today because I typed something I shouldn't have. <laughs> I mean, I can make an argument for why I did it, but, like, I ultimately deleted it, okay? Like, that's the only thing that matters. It's deleted. <laughs> Once it's deleted, it never happened. No, I don't think the person... Yeah, anyways, uh, I digress. Um... <laughs> uh, when I went and got my car, I got I leased a car. I've never leased a vehicle before. I was financed. I leased. I'm like, I will yeah. test the electric thing out. I picked up my nephew last week from football practice. I like to be the guy who can get something new, but still remain humble enough to remember how truly poor I've been most of my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I don't have the nice features. You want to open the back door? <laughs> Lift the bitch up. <laughs> we have arms. There ain't a button that goes beep. Like, this kid lives a really good life. His mom has the nicest car I've ever seen in my life. Her, 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 um, the shifter to go from park to drive, it's a crystal. They can turn the volume of their car up by just pointing their finger at a screen. They don't have to touch anything. It's nice. He comes in from football practice. I pick him up. He doesn't know how to open my door. I'm like, dude, pick it up. Yeah, this is, this is the problem. And then he goes to shut it, and he's like, Where, where's your button? And I'm like, it's a manual. <laughs> you close it. And he gets in the car and he goes, I thought it was a new car. And I go, it is. Stay humble. <laughs> Don't get all features for everything. Stay humble in your lives. I'm going to use that excuse today as the wife is trying to shop for features of the cars that we're looking at. And I'm going to say, we need to raise a kid that's raised the right way. Yes. Okay? I mean, you don't need a button. Okay, You close that door like a man. Our forefathers have been closing doors for generations. You can do the same. I closed my finger in a van door when I was nine. It hurt so bad. I was crying. You know what I didn't do again? I didn't close my finger in the van door. That's right. Candy ass. Uh, Oregon State's going to the desert. Yeah. No, Fafita can't get touched by defensive lines. 7.30 kick. I'm kind of feeling similar to the Washington State game, which did not end well for me. No, it did not. But... We are at a different point of Oregon State season. Swigard, confident meter for Oregon State to win in the desert and get a good road win. Seven and a half. Whoa! Wow. wow. Oregon State plus six turnover margin. Arizona minus two turnover margin. Well, the quarterback that you turned Fafita's. it over isn't playing anymore, so yeah. that is kind of a, a factor here. I think Fafita's thrown one pick in three games. 
Washington State, he completed 34 passes, didn't throw one pick. Unbelievable. Yeah. Should have got a tutty out of that deal. Yeah, they ran the ball a ton. Yeah, they had a lot of success. Uh, I, think, I think the bye came at a good time. They both had I a bye. Think, I think they will have a really good game plan. It will allow them a little bit more time to dissect Fafita. Um, after, you know, he's played three games. There's enough film now to figure out how they like to operate him. Uh, but I think. Why they- are you chuckling? <laughs> Somebody texted and then Sprague put in his new Ace of Base cassette tape and rocked out on the way home. <laughs> that one made me chuckle. Were well, you in the car the with us? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. All right, now it's time for my cassette player. <laughs> they, got, they got the wrong person here, though. That would, that would be me. You an Ace of Base guy back in the day? I did have yeah. it on CD, yeah. but I had an Ace of Base CD. <laughs> hey, he's the one making the old jokes at himself today. <laughs> that's true. That is true. <laughs> Um, no, I, I think Oregon State will, I expect them to control the clock and, and run and pass when they want to. If they win the coin flip, Jonathan's method as a coach, everything suggests he will defer. There is the part of me, and I get why coaches do it. There is a part of me, Dirt, that hopes they win the toss and they take the ball and they do exactly what Swag says. Run it down there. Six, seven minute methodical drive, a little pass, mm-hmm. run, 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 run. There's seven, eight minutes left in the first quarter. Arizona gets the ball for the first time. I think that would do a lot to the Zona Zoo. The, the biggest issue for Oregon State will be tackling in space, where sometimes they. They've struggled with rapping and getting those guys to the ground. They do a lot of hitting. They don't do a lot of rapping. Jonathan yeah. talked about that in his presser this week. So if they can get guys down on the ground at first contact, then then uh, it'll go to a nine on the confidence meter. One thing that should leave you confident is that I, I don't believe as of now this game is a sellout. Jed Fish had a quote yesterday where I think he said they had sold like 40,000 tickets, but their stadium holds more than that. 42,000 tickets. Is there an Arizona sold. exhibition game basketball yeah, that night or uh, something? Maybe everybody wants to go to watch the Suns and complain about Nurkage. I don't know. but well, They're the, a basketball school. I mean, ultimately, that's kind of what it is. So that helps you a little bit, yeah. right? Like, you know, the less people there is obviously better for Oregon State. Can I tell you the most concerning thing about this game for Oregon State for me, though? Absolutely. I, I'm i trying to stay away from that stuff because football's been really bad to me. Yeah, well, and, <laughs> and this is not just like, a, like obviously going on the road's hard, right? There's your just the beginning difficult part. Did you know that in total defense and rush defense, Arizona's better than Oregon State? Yeah. That's the one that that total defense. I don't. I'm not concerned about that well, stat sure. anymore. Dan Lanning convinced me on that. The rush defense. To your point, yeah, I knew that. That's one that I'm I'm circling up. I don't really know what to make of that because who have they played? Right, exactly. And on the vice versa, like when was the last time Oregon State played an offense with a pulse? UCLA. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the mean, freshman you, on the road. Yeah, I'd like I that mean, because you, of UCLA's defense. I but thought you weren't the only one. There were a lot of people sure. sniffing that upset. And 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 I that was get like it. a seventeen fourteen UCLA win <laughs> in my mind when I saw it. And that's okay. But like I think my point is they were coming into that game pretty well established on the ground. Even if Dante Moore was playing really inconsistently, yeah. Yeah. Th- their run game was one of the best in the conference going into that matchup. Utah's offense was not what it what it is even now. I should maybe add that too. When was the last time they played a quarterback with a pulse? Probably Cam Ward. Yeah, at in Pullman, and Cam Ward is. I still think Cam Ward's a good quarterback, but he, you know he has his warts and he has his moments in games. Um, yeah, and that's the interesting thing about college football that I'm finding within our conference dirt and all throughout college football is mm-hmm. like finding the team and going, well, who have they beaten? 
Well, who have they played? You can do it for basically everybody. I, yeah, you kind of can. You yeah. really can. You like, can nitpick any stat you want. Washington has the best win in the conference. Yeah. Uh, after that, I mean, I I don't even know how you'd separate who's the second, right? Right? Like, I, I, I think that's the tough part is there's a lot of cupcakes on schedules. It's not one team. There's a few teams that have some cupcakes on. You know, we jokingly talked about this in the summer. I will fully acknowledge Oregon State's not conference was nowhere close to Oregon's, but Oregon's big test was at Texas Tech, and that was a hell of a test because mm-hmm. it's a road environment. Shuck was still the quarterback. And, you know, Shuck going down is a blow, but, like, Tech has completely fallen into the dumps. So it's just like I think we, we've we played this game a lot with Michigan, Penn State, Oregon. You can say Oregon State now with what you're throwing out there. And, and even Arizona to a certain extent – it's hard to find a whole lot of games in college football totally. and say, who have they played? Arizona's rush defense is great. Absolutely. Their defense is turned it around this year, and, and Fish has given a lot of credit to guys, including your former guy, Justin Flo. Yeah. But their last three opponents were Washington State, who can't run the football. Dead last in the conference in USC, the who was down 17 nothing right out of the gate of that game, so they didn't run the ball. Not that they do a ton. They but don't they want didn't run to anyway. And Washington, who was one-dimensional offensively. So, like, yeah. That's the hard part when I look at stats like that. But I just and I think you could poke holes in either side of it. The numbers though being where they were like if you would have told me that earlier this week, I would I don't know if I would have believed you. Because I think if there's a strength of Arizona, it is unquestionably their offense. I think Arizona has NFL wide receivers. I think their running back room is as good as basically everybody's in the conference from a depth standpoint, and they're getting their starting running back back. They finally have a quarterback who's not turning the football over. Like I believe in Arizona's offense. And I don't really have any question marks about that. I have no clue how good their defense is, and I'm not going to overreact to holding Washington State randomly in a down game to six points and saying, like, oh, now they figured it all out on that side of the ball. When the, when the numbers say that they're better than Oregon State, that was a, it was an eye-opener for me. And again, schedules poke holes in both sides of it. Like, I have a vision in my game of how – or a vision in my head of how this game will go. I see Arizona getting to 30, 35 points in this game. I just I, I think they're that good. I think they can do that basically against most teams in this conference. And that's where I bring up the defensive stats of, is this real for Arizona? Or is this a Fugazi in Oregon State's going to be able to score 42 and they win the game 42-38? Can I ask you quickly, even though we're against it, you say you're confident. You know Arizona's offense. You're not, you have no questions. Do you feel that way about Oregon State? I feel that way about Oregon State's run game. Not their offense. Not I still am not 100% done. sold on DJ in a big road environment. But you're sold on Fafita, who's played three games. Yeah, I think, I mean, his numbers have jumped off the page way more than DJ's have in the last three games. I'm not saying DJ's played terrible. He was great against Cal. I'll give him that. But go pull up the numbers from the UCLA win. I mean, they had some nice completions in the second half of that game. Uh, but early in that game, they were settling for field goals. They hit a couple of shots to Velling down the middle. He had one crazy pass that ended up being a completion that was a one-foot cross-body weird throw that was just lobbed into coverage. Like, when you look at what Fafita's done from a number standpoint the last couple of weeks, th- those jump off the page to me. And what DJ's numbers the last couple of weeks don't? I mean, he's 14 to 24 for like 230. And two. And again, that's a byproduct of their offense. So I think I trust their ability to run the football. Hmm. Uh, but no, I'm just, I, I, I'm not quite there with DJ yet. And I, I think this weekend will go a long ways into shutting me up, potentially. Well, yeah. It, hmm. I don't think I agree with you. I do. I'm more scared of Fafita than I am Delora, and there's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. But I, it's just interesting you're there because they beat Washington State. They lost their previous two games, 
And you mentioned the rush defense, USC, Stanford, Washington, mm-hmm. Washington State. That's 7, 8, 9, and 11 in rushing offense in the conference. These are bottom feeder rushing teams. Exactly. So are those numbers accurate or are they a little misleading given the opponents, Arizona? It's just interesting that those couple games have led you to have this kind of confidence in Arizona. Oregon State does it and you're still kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, well, I, part of it for me with Arizona is I already I had a, I had high expectations for them coming into the year offensively. Jaden Delora just had to stop turning the football over, and now they've found a quarterback that hasn't turned the ball over, and so he is. He do you is, like the Arizona offense more than you like Oregon State? I offense. do, from a balance standpoint, I do. I think Oregon State's rush game is as good as anybody's in the country and as anybody's in the conference. I'm just I'm still not 100 percent sold on their like a third and thirteen. You need to play late. Who's your go-to guy? Is your offensive line going to give him the protection that he needs? And is DJ going to make that throw? Yeah, I mentioned it earlier, and we'll go here. DJ, second most pressures in the conference at quarterback. Fafita in his three starts, second least. Has not been pressured at all. That could be a huge part of the game. Can Oregon State get to know Fafita? Uh, We'll have to wait and see on that one. Uh, we got a lot more to get into. We'll spread the line an hour from right now. We'll get into the NFL and some more college football. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and Visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. Next. All right, welcome back in. Just on a run of pissing everybody off today, so let's keep it going. You're doing an exceptional job, and you have something brewing that I've picked up on the last few weeks, but we haven't talked about it publicly. Oh, what am I? What do I got brewing? What's cooking? I don't think you're being um, overly over the top with it, but mm-hmm. I've eyed Pac-12 picks against the spread and the narrative bases going into games, and I've noticed it's been kind of anti-Washington, Oregon State a lot of the year. Ah, yeah, rivalry games. A man. little. No, why? Aren't I supposed to hate your team? Don't you guys want this to be a big rivalry? I literally said the Ducks are probably going <laughs> to pull away from Utah, but I feel like you're allowing 
Beaver Twitter to kind of leave in the back of your brain, I don't like you and I'm going against you. <laughs> and I think you're doing everything you can to just not want to pick Washington ever. Well, that's definitely true. <laughs> uh, and I hope Washington loses every game they play for the rest of the history of that oh. football program. Um, like, let me, let me, let's unpack a little bit of this, though, okay? okay. So, basically, uh, somebody's saying, uh, one of our people said, I don't get why dirt, or not dirt, why people hate on DJ so much. I'm not hating on DJ at all, man. I'm just not. Somebody's saying that DJ, let me see, find this, where did it go? Yeah. Uh, basically, I lost where the text went, but okay. he, he basically said, uh, DJ has proven it against two of the best defenses in the conference. And it's ironic. We brought that up earlier in the show that somehow stat, sometimes stats can be misleading. DJ's faced more pressure than Fafita has. And I pointed out, well, he's played tougher defenses than Fafita has. They've had to play UCLA and Utah in the last couple of weeks, who are two of the best defenses. The numbers, though, like like this is somebody texting, this whole segment proves just how little dirt knows about college football. DJ and the OSU offense has performed far better than Arizona, clearly a prisoner of the moment on box score, and just shows he doesn't actually watch Oregon State or Arizona games. Clown. For that, I would argue, okay, first off, I've watched, outside of the UC Davis game, I've watched every snap of Oregon State football this year. You didn't watch the UC Davis I tilt. I did not watch the UC <laughs> Davis tilt. Swag this guy, huh? So by by clearly performing better, you realize that Arizona averages more yards per game and passing yards per game than Oregon State on the season? They also throw it a whole hell of a lot more. Sure, I'm just saying from a balanced standpoint, I trust them a little bit more. Like, DJ, for the games that we're talking about and playing well, and I have talked about DJ playing at a high level when he came off the Cal game. He had five touchdowns and threw for 275 yards and completed 76% of his passes, man. That was nuts. Here's the question I'm asking. Mm -hmm. In two of the other wins that you've had, in three of his last four games, here are his numbers. On the road at Washington State, he was 17 of 34 for 198 yards, one touchdown, one pick. Mm -hmm. That is a 50% completion percentage. The Utah game that they won at home, a very good defense. 14 of 25, 200 yards, touchdown, and a pick. The UCLA game, 14 of 24, 260 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Like, that's all I'm saying. And again, part of this is the defenses that you are playing. I, I was not watching that Utah game wowed at how DJ looked in that game. Now, part of that is, again, that Utah is one of the best defenses, if not the best in the conference, whereas I have Noah Fafita in two of his last three games throwing for 300-plus. Now, part of that is USC's defense is ass, and he torched them, and everybody's torching USC. I also have a comparable opponent where DJ barely completed 50% of his passes at Washington State, and Noah Fafita threw for 342 yards and 34 completions. Yeah. Those numbers jump off the page. I'm not doubting DJ. I'm not saying DJ's terrible. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. I'm just saying there's a difference between 14 to 24 for 200 yards and 34 of 43 for 342. What I don't like about these conversations sometimes, and I enjoy getting into this, um, is if Arizona wins on Saturday, you're going to come in Monday, you're right. If Arizona loses to Oregon State, you're going to come in Monday and Oregon State fan on the Vancouver Four text line is going to be right. The crapshoot opinions that we just football is dumb, and it's why I'm not like, well, this matchup. I mean, I don't know what matchup's going to matter in this game. I have no clue what's going to happen tomorrow night. But what I, what my only response to what you're saying is like, you uh, you use the the comparable the the comparable opponent thing, right? The common opponent, mm -hmm. and I think that's fine. But like, you'd fully acknowledge the fourth game of the year is a different Washington State team than what we've seen the last couple Whole weeks. Heartedly, and on a neutral site or at Oregon State. Washington State is an underdog to Oregon State. Yes, Oregon State, I believe, is the better team than Washington and State. And as piss poor as I thought a performance that was for about two and a half quarters, mm -hmm. 
They lost by three. Yeah. With an onside kick chance to get the ball back and either tie or win the game. So, like, and I was as disappointed as anybody else with that performance, and they were still there at the end. So, I get it, but, like, also you're – I think the response from Oregon State fan with what you're saying is is questionable as it can be. And I don't know if DJ is going to be a great uh, have a great game this weekend. I think where fans would sit in and say you don't know what you're talking about is you're also kind of putting a lot of eggs in the basket over a team that is 1 and 2 in their last 3 games. That's a fair argument. And not played good defenses. No. Washington's defense is the definition of middle of the road. USC's defense is a joke, mm-hmm. and Washington State's defense is not good. And they've lost two of those three games. So I think it's, from that perspective, it's the like, wait, so this offense to you is more trustworthy, you're more confident in their balance, they're one and two in their last three, Oregon State's beating UCLA and Utah, top defenses in the conference. Where'd they beat them? What do you mean? They, where'd they beat them? Like where they played the game? Yeah. Oh, at home. That's a big part of this for me. Okay, and and that's fine. The road thing can be a – I mean, that is a thing in college football, but I think that's the response is you're lauding an offense that has not beaten the other offenses in two of the last three games versus Mm -hmm. the team that has played better the last three weeks and what they have done. Yeah, I just – I don't – I didn't go into this game thinking there was a massive talent gap, and that's not meant as, as a disrespectful thing towards Oregon State. It's more as a compliment to Arizona. Like, I felt this way about Arizona all year. I think their wide receivers are legit. I think their running back room is legit. Um, I, I think they have upgraded a quarterback to a guy that's no longer turning the football over. And maybe this crashes and burns tomorrow, and Oregon State wins this game by 21 points. He is a freshman, and the last time Oregon sure. State played a freshman, they basically got him benched. Sure. I, I think the larger thing that I'm just trying to point out is, and I, maybe Oregon State fan is totally sold, I think DJ has gotten a little bit better as the year has gone on, and he has had to play tougher defenses. I'm just not 100% sold yet on DJ, and it's interesting how quickly these things can turn from a fan base angle. Uh, A couple more thoughts on this. We'll continue on the weekend in college football, including the other games in the Pac-12, back after this on The Fam. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. You expected someone else? So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. (laughs) Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome back in. Having fun on a football Friday. Yeah, you're so biased. I'm not at all with the hat I'm wearing. 
I just I love the reaction. Swack of like, is too. I just really got to put that together. I got two beefs here, man. Yeah. I just I I love. Look, these are going to be really fun, tight games this weekend. They are massive. Uh, if if you tell me you think Utah's going to win, a lot of people like Utah to cover. They think they're getting too many points in Salt Lake City plus mm. six and a half at home. We'll see on Sprague and Line. Yeah, SVP took him. Uh, you mentioned had that a earlier. Really bad year. Is he? He loves his home dogs. He always takes his home dogs. Him and uh, uh, yeah, what's his name? What's his guy's name? Uh, Steve. Steve. Steve's record, by the way, filling in for the Bear who went to the F uh, Fox Sports Show. <laughs> oh my God, has he been awful? Is this it year. rough? Is he that bad? He's. I think he's like seven and twenty-two. So when when Stanford Steve's on the pregame show <laughs> slapping a magnet on a team, fade that team. He's been awful this year. Well, I remember SVP took Texas Tech because I think that spread was the same. Wasn't that a six-and-a-half-point spread? Uh, I thought it was a little lower than that. but it yeah, a little maybe, bit lower maybe, than maybe that? Maybe it was, yeah. And that was one. Oh, yeah, because they needed a tutty. They needed that return. They covered the spread the by a score. miracle. Yeah. The, the pick six uh, uh, covered that spread late. I just My larger point on all these games, and I don't get offended, if anybody tells me they think Utah's going to win or if you think Utah at home, like, dude, like that's a really good team. Kyle Winningham's one of the best coaches in the conference. More power to you, man. We'll find out tomorrow. That's the way that I look at the Oregon State-Arizona game. And so I, I would suggest everybody just take a deep breath and we'll see how the games play out. I think it's going to be a really tight, fun, competitive game. Oregon State, you want to tell me they're the better team? I don't disagree with that at all. I think Oregon State is the better team in this game, just like I think they were the better team in the Washington State game. There's a difference, though, when you're going on the road, and that's that's the aspect of it that I think we're still talking about with Jonathan Smith, who is an unbelievable coach, of needing one of these. They just haven't been the same team as basically everybody is not the same team when they go on the road, and Arizona has the Zona Zoo behind them and a 7.30 kick. And one Beaver fan said that maybe it's my trauma going to Tucson over the years that is impacting my view on this game, and that very well may be the case. You guys have had better success in Arizona than Oregon has over the last 15 years. I got a lot of nightmares in that stadium, and so whenever I look at it, I think that's a trap, and I don't want to go anywhere near it. Well, I mean, it's it's been a hostile environment for us, too. Uh, they tore James Rogers' ACL in the end zone in Arizona, uh, and that kind of ruined his career, and kind of changed the immediate direction of the program when you lose one of the Rogers bros to an knee injury. I mean, it's pretty a devastating blow for them back in that day. So we have some memories here against this team too, not quite like Oregon. I think the thing with college football in reading some of the texts and everybody calling you an idiot, <laughs> I think the thing with college football though, Dirt, is we all kind of feel certain ways about these matchups week to week. Very rarely do things happen where you suddenly – find yourself surprised like it's i can say i'm confident in oregon beating utah yeah. seven out of ten that's i'm a 70 percent confident rate oregon will beat utah come monday if utah wins there's gonna be some people hey spray 70 percent huh and i i can see those texts and go yeah i was wrong but I'm not sitting on my couch going, man, I am shocked. I can't believe it. I mean, yeah. every week in college football, I see stupid losses. I saw it last weekend with North Carolina at home against Virginia. Still made sense of that one. But Arizona State nearly beat Washington in Seattle yeah, as a 28-point underdog. And Washington didn't score an offensive <laughs> touchdown. So, like, every week this sport gives us something wild crazy. And I think it's tough to preview in terms of a, this is how I feel about it. And then come in Monday and go, man, I can't believe it. I very rarely am sitting on my couch going, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah. And that's the thing about college football week to week every year. 
It's going to be a fun weekend, man. There is a there is a lot on the line because Oregon State and Oregon and Utah for that you know, matter as well. If you want to throw them into it, like these are elimination games for them. Uh, I just I, I said it earlier in the week and I'll maintain it. I have a hard time seeing a team with two losses navigate their way to a Pac-12 title game because Washington, it's going to take two losses for them to basically not be there. And I just don't see they they could trip up somewhere. I wouldn't be surprised at all with the last month that they have if somebody gets them, especially if Penix is banged up more exactly. than they're letting on. Well, and we still have the idea of that nobody in the history of the Pac-12 has gone nine and zero in conference play. We still have not seen that. That's that looming thing. And this is the last year that somebody's going to have a shot at it. Now their last month is brutal with Utah, with USC, with Oregon State, and with Washington State. So I wouldn't be shocked if somebody tripped them up. I, I think you're going to have to hold on to that one loss category in order to get that second spot um, in there, likely with Washington again, unless there's a Penix injury that sidetracks things. And so these are basically elimination games in the end of October, which is all you can ask for to get to this point in the season, have big games on the line. Oregon State and Oregon win, not shocked at all, and it's going to set up a really fun final, whatever, six weeks of the season. The funny thing is both teams have opportunities to get their biggest road wins in their coach's tenure. Like, who saw that coming? Yeah, that's a really good point. Like, I'm not telling you Arizona's the same level as Utah, but, you know, all the road woes I've I've made note of through the season, and then yesterday I'm kind of, like, shifting of, maybe I'm overreacting to this just based off of, like, two games last season, and this yeah. is kind of finally we're in the expectation tree. And so, like, being fair to Jonathan in that way, even if they're unranked, they have a lot of respect nationally. You really like what they're doing with Fafita offensively. That's a massive opportunity, and... You know, as 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 cocky, confident, whatever you want to label it, Duck fan is with Dan Lanning as the coach. Mm -hmm. This would be his marquee win. This yeah. is massive. He it's, needs it, man. He needs. He it. does. It's a you know because if he loses this game, I do think there's a real conversation Monday of like, where is Duck fan on it? Recruiting's great, mm -hmm. but like you can't just keep banking on oh we're recruiting. You got to win these games. These are the games, as you note, having two losses, it makes it a really hard path to get to where you want to get to. Um, so it's a, it's a massive opportunity for him to take his team to Utah and win in a hostile, loud environment. Yeah, last thought on this. I'll one more text at the Vancouver Ford text line. Uh, somebody said, the difference dirt is you're saying, I wouldn't be surprised if Oregon lost to a top 25-ranked Utah team that's historically been good versus you're saying a mediocre Arizona team that you wouldn't be surprised if the Beavers lost. couple notes on that. One, all week long when Oregon State and Utah played, what did I maintain? I don't remember. That Oregon State was going to win the game. Oh, yeah. You, you were, were shaking confident. in your boots because they lost to Washington State. Yep. You weren't confident. I said, they're going to win this game. There's no yep. question, no doubt in my mind. Yep. So, like, don't just throw the the stuff at me when I say I'm not sure about your team winning and then shut up all week when I pick your team to win for five straight shows. That drives me nuts from a fan base angle. Now I hate the Beavs, but I didn't hate the Beavs that week. I also didn't like their chances to win at Washington State, and a lot of this stuff came in. Nobody texted in the next week. That's a little weird when it happens. Here's the main difference. Difference, though, I don't look at Arizona as a mediocre football team. I guess that's just the difference between me and some of the people that are listening right now. I look at an Arizona team that has three losses on the year. One of them was by a touchdown at home to Washington. Now, final score, misleading there. They were down most of that game, but they lost by one touchdown. Hell, my team lost to Washington. Uh, and then the other two losses that they have were a double overtime loss to USC, again, that they very easily could have won. And I believe the Mississippi State game went to double overtime, too. So you're like, dude, you're three plays away from being— And their being quarterback threw like four picks in that in game. In that game. You're like three plays away from being a one-loss team. And I know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, but like we have to take all of this stuff into context and not just say it's a 4-3 and three Arizona team. They're garbage. 
And part of that was they went on the road and played an SEC team in non-conference. Does Oregon State win at Mississippi State in a late kick if they play that game in week two with the way DJ was playing against San Diego State, right? Like, so not all these things are created equal. Schedules are different. They're very close to being a one-loss team, and they've all three of their losses have been competitive losses. They have not been blown out yet. And so I don't view Arizona as a mediocre team. Me saying that I think this is going to be a tight contested game this weekend is not a I don't view it as a knock at Oregon State. I view it more as a compliment to Arizona and the football team that they are. Final thought. Let's move on to some things in the final hour. Big NFL weekend. The Blazers have their home debut tonight. we got a Spragnal line coming up at 830-503-864-6326 is the Vancouver Ford text line. Get your fake sponsors in. Loaded final hour. Don't go anywhere. Dirt and Spragnal. 1080 The Fam. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.